I'm so excited today to be joined by the David Kale. I have, um, thanks to my mentor, Kate Robards, lovingly stalked you and your work for uh, now a few years because she, one day I got a text message and she said, I don't care what you're doing tonight. I'm taking you to see a transformative solo show. And I said, okay, because <laughs> we were working on mine at the time. And she took me that night to see Harry Clark. And I had not ever seen such an intense solo performance. I had only seen comedic ones. Yeah. And so from then on, I was so intrigued with your world and your fascination with storytelling in this way. So I just want to off the bat say I'm such a fan and I'm so excited to talk to you. So oh, welcome you. to Broadway Radio. <laughs> <laughs> um, you are currently um, you, uh, producing your uh, your uh, show, Sandra, at the Vineyard Theater. Yes. This has been extended because everyone's in love with it. It's such an exciting piece of work. Um, you've done your work uh, at the Goodman Theater in Chicago, one of my favorites. Um, most recently, it's always the the reference that I make is that if you have an Audible subscription, why haven't you listened to Billy Crudup and, and Harry Clark yet? Um, so all of all of your work has kind of like had all these different homes and the vineyard is such a special place. Um, what uh, excited you about doing this production at the Vineyard Theater? Like you got to extend to December 18th, which is so exciting. But can you just talk a little bit about the creation of this show and then bringing it to the Vineyard this year? Yeah. Well, I, you know, I've been a fan of the Vineyard for, for many years. And, and, I've, and I've suggest I've sent them different scripts. And then we, we finally did Harry Clark. And that was such a dreamboat of an experience i think for everybody I, I think i can say the theater too um and so it was naturally i would go i immediately just sent sandra to the vineyard um to and i didn't send it to anybody else and then uh, when when the vineyard was interested i approached well, we approached lee silverman who also directed harry clark and uh and went from there but uh and it, it, i feel it was really harry clark in a way set me up to in the direction of like the thriller or trying to write a solo thriller um i sort of wanted to take that further i was very interested to see if one person could create tension the tension of a thriller uh but there's only one person on stage uh, that's something that I had never seen before. Like your work shocked me in that in both in both pieces, you know, and most recently with Sandra that with with Lee's direction and with your writing, some one person is able to put me in that moment of absolute anxiety and fear and excitement that you would get when there's two actors, five actors, whatever, in a, in a tension held scene, like this show in particular, just for everyone, if you've not gotten to see it yet, um, the primary uh, storyteller character is kind of digging into um, the disappearance of her best friend. And then she ends up uh, without spoiling anything in her own mystery in another country. <laughs> and exactly. it's, it's just, it's such an exciting, thrilling moment where these people are unraveling before you. And I'm just, I'm so fascinated. Was this, uh, and especially with like Harry Clark as well, was this just kind of like a, what if I tried to do that type of moment or were you building yeah. up throughout the years saying like, I think I want to, to, to thrill everyone. <laughs> I think, well, you know, I've, I, I've watched a lot of particularly old thrillers 
Um, and I think that is starting to come through in my writing. Um, but it was it was just a very intriguing idea to me to see if it was possible that to to do that with one person. And you know, in a way, they're going to be okay because they're standing in front of you. But still, to create that tension of oi oi oi, is this going to be okay? When there's like life or death moments, in a sense, and you hear the audience gasp as if yeah. they can see the other person in the scene, that's yeah. nuts to me. And that yeah. happens in in both of those pieces. That's and also, yeah, sorry, it's it, really a testament to Lee Silverman, who's so rigorous about the direction of these shows. So she she's very she's she's so specific with the performance, and the more specific you get, the more you can see it as an audience member. It's it it becomes more thrilling to to see a performer being that specific, but also you get a you get a visual in your own head. It works. It's it's almost like two things going on at the same time, and that really comes. That's really heightened by the direction. I think. Um, I was also going to reference like the the lighting plot of the show yeah. kind of feeds itself into that as well. Like the collaboration between all parts of the creative team, I think is really stunning. And yeah. I think also another testament, in my opinion, and you could correct me if I'm wrong, but like, you know, everyone talks about the vineyard being an artist's home and a place where everyone does actually work together, where all theaters yeah. are supposed to do that. But I think that vineyard actually, uh, you know, maximizes it. And you have worked now twice with Lee. What yeah. is that partnership like? Like, tell us about that. Well, she Lee always works with great designers, and that that was also the thing with with the whole process was so aiming high in terms of the the, the design. There was such kind of like like an artistic concentration in 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 the room with the with with the lighting, the set, and the costume. It, it was. It, it was in a lovely way, in a very harmonious way, but but really, you were in a room full of artists. It, it was without being pretentious about it, and I think you can see it. I mean, it's an incredibly designed show, and and I know Tom Weaver, who designed the lighting. We were because the the, the poster is very much fashioned on a an the Ed Hopper, show. yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> And so, and some of the lighting is too. It, it, it's lit like an Edward Hopper painting at times, which I really love. And I, I don't know how Tom does it. In, in so, there's some light cues. It, it really feels like he's painted the painted the air. It's it's incredible to watch. It was so exciting. I, I I can't recall being in a in a tech where he would show cues and we'd all gasp. They were so beautiful. Um, but. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, we had the design team, which always, Lee is so, you know, aims, just, she works with great designers. And then also, I think that instills a kind of confidence in the audience because it looks great. Uh, it looks like it's been given a lot of thought. And I think that is in a subconsciously that that puts the audience in a position of wanting to trust you. Because it looks like it's going to be something special. Yeah, it's really cohesive. Yeah, That's... and it's very cohesive too, which I don't understand how they do that. Because, but they do. I mean, it's it's like watching a whole movie or something. It just, it's um, it's very visually cohesive. 
Well, it kind of speaks to like the inspiration um, of what you were talking about of the show, which is like your nostalgia for like this other time when there's all these thrillers. And so if like the art is there and then the inspiration is there and then it's all working together, it feels yeah. like really gratifying. Right? It does. It does. And I, you know, I watch a lot of film noirs, which are obviously all in black and white. I mean, actually, that's not true. There's a few in color. But this and, and Tom is working with color. So it's not, but there's an element of, the, the drama of the lighting of film noir at times, which I love, but he's doing it with color. You know, I was kind of embarrassed and I I um, texted some people that I, I know there and I said, did no one want to give me a heads up that the, the color of the outdoor piece immediately matched the sweater that I was wearing? Oh, sure. <laughs> and it was in the perfect cerulean blue. And I said, it looks like I'm a hyper fan of the show, which is also great. But it just was hilarious in the sea of people, you know, in their New York blacks. I yeah. was in <laughs> just the, the show color, which I mean, it was cool. Um, yeah. But yeah, so tell me a lot of your work has been autobiographical in many ways yeah i'm hoping none of this is autobiographical because it's a wild story but where did yeah. where did this come from i mean i think there's i think the there's a couple of impulses which i didn't realize till a couple of weeks ago actually that i i, I was friends with this great singer and songwriter jeff Buckley, and and when he uh, he drowned in the mississippi but yeah. there was i think two days where he was just missing and somehow the knitting factory, which is a, a, a rest in peace, yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, they 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 left a message on my home phone when we had like answering machines um, that Jeff had gone missing, and do I know where he is? And I think because the 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 central premise of of Sandra's story is uh, uh, is a woman whose closest friend is missing. I think that really made more of an impression. Well, I knew it made an impression at the time, but I think it really stayed with me in all these years later. And also, I had a friend who had AIDS, uh, who became very de uh, demented and paranoid, and had a his father's his wealthy father's credit card and disappeared in California. And he only trusted me. And I had to go to California and find him and get him on a plane and get him back. So there was that element of because Sandra goes looking for a missing friend. I have to not the degree that Sandra does it because hers is much more of a mystery as to what's happened. But I had that happen years ago too. And I think that they fed into it, but there's much fiction and, um, it's very, it's very like, it's, there's a lot of plot, which I really like, but you gotta, you gotta, and it jumps into it too, because the original script was set in the present then it flashed back it kind of eased into it but lee felt it was better to just jump into it so you have to kind of keep up with the show a little bit it doesn't ease in it just pops on which i now really love but it was yeah everyone jumped in like it, it was that quick which was really exciting i i liked that we were all just kind of on board with her yeah and it was well, funny was yes yeah. yeah to be in her position basically that's what lee felt there were there was a group of women in front of me um, in, in the row in front of me. And I unfortunately like it's not to take me out of the show, but I do love listening to people listen to shows and yeah. watch them, especially when they're being audible. Yeah. And the women in front of me at several turns went, oh, no. <laughs> and I, I just had so much fun. It was like they were at home watching yeah. something 
um, unfold in front of them being like, and then a couple of times they're closer to the end. They went, no, 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 no. When they would see Sandra Glitch in the room. That's the best. It was the best. And it, I kept like grinning. <laughs> I think my partner next to me was just like, why are you smiling? She's like, something bad's about to happen. And I was like, no, because they're so enthralled. And I think that's yeah. just such a testament to the amped up nature of so much of the writing and the direction and the lights and the sound and the, the beautiful score. Like there's just so much happening. And um, I think that that's, that to me is success. If people oh. are so wrapped up in it. Oh, um, I love it too. I love yeah. that. They were, they were trying to, to get her to, to, to make other decisions the whole time. <laughs> oh no, I don't do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think that that's, that's what makes theater fun, right? Like we're all, yeah. we're all in the same place. Yeah. I mean, that pulled into a story is so so rewarding for a writer obviously it's like, it's, yeah if you it's can so get fun. one person to yell something out in response to something i don't think that that's bad etiquette i think that means you're doing your job oh i, I think so too <laughs> as long as it's not negative no <laughs> it's in, in the moment kind of reaction it's i i love it because it, i mean also and, and marjan nishat who's playing sandra is very much every night she's very much in the moment it's like it's with the people in the room tonight you know it's not it's not a cookie cutter performance as the same with billy crudup i mean that would that was the thing for me is to with both of them was to see if you could get a, a great actor and make 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 them into a great solo performer and bring all their acting chops into that is like because it's slightly different i mean performing alone is different um and it takes some adjusting to sometimes and it's very frightened to a lot of people which i i'd never thought of um but till harry clark and 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 it's, it's well it's because you do it and you're I, gonna, in control so of your writing it. yeah i can't imagine someone else doing my show right now like i don't yeah. you know what i mean i just it's like wait how can you play all the parts and people have a lot of anxiety behind it like i'm sure you dealt with it <laughs> A lot of anxiety. It's really, and it, it's, it's, um, which is understandable. And it's also, I think, I think it's easier for me because I write the, the shows. So if I forget the script, I know where it's going to go. But I think if you haven't written it and you forget the script, not that's ever happened with either of them. I mean, Marjan particularly was, was off book the end of the third week she'd learned a 43 page monologue very accurately she wasn't doing broad strokes so which is also makes it really much easier to work when you don't have a script in your hand um but it's uh but it it, it is a frightening prospect and i, I just talked to i mean my friends that have seen it I, I had dinner with a friend of mine as an actor after and he was like i could never do it it makes me so nervous i could never do it I don't know how she does it. And, it's like, and, don't knock it till you try it. Once you're on a roll, you can do 45 minutes. <laughs> well, that's, a, that's, that's, that's the thing. I mean, I've, I've heard, I've heard both Billy and, and Marjan say they can't do things, certain things, not in a difficult way in any way. And then they do it and they can do it, but they didn't know they could do it. It's that when you, when you have to do it, you kind of don't know what you can do. Till you're actually doing it no so, it seems impossible but i'm like people do it all the time <laughs> yeah, yeah, <it's laughs> have like, you seen a ted talk 
Those people do yeah. it. And those are just facts. That's boring. <laughs> We're telling a story. That's really enticing. So anyway. Um, well, I'm thrilled that the show has extended. You guys can see uh, Sandra at the Vineyard Theater off Broadway in New York City through December 18th. I hope this is not the last time. If you're not able to get to New York before that time, sorry, you're foolish. But I hope that there is a second life for this show because it's such a stunning piece of work. So, thank yeah, you. thank you so much, David, for joining me. And um, yeah, everybody go see the Vineyard's uh, Sandra right now. <laughs> <laughs>